0: Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, it's Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Operating in Authority. This would be part number four. Can you believe it? And we're going to subtitle it, Look Who's Talking Now. That's right. Look who's talking now. You know, in this battle that we're fighting, it's a very spiritual battle. We're not meant to wrestle against the enemy with our own physical might or the power of our will, but by the Word of God. This is a battle of authority and not of might. Jesus has already won the victory, and now we fight from our place of victory in Him. Wow, we're going to have a great time today, and I'm so glad that you decided to join us. Do me a favor, tell a friend about the broadcast. I know that they will be richly blessed. You can invite them to hear the message on the mobile app or download the message from the website or even tune in to our daily broadcast at 1440 AM WGMI. You can catch them online as well at 1440thetrain.com. The broadcast airs at 1015 AM, Monday through Friday. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Look Who's Talking Now, which is part number four of the series entitled, Operating in Authority continue uh, in the series entitled Operating in Authority, Operating in Authority. We want to subtitle this message today, if we could, Look Who's Talking Now. <laughs> Look Who's Talking Now. <clears throat> and I pray we're able to really get into that today. Let's start in uh, Matthew, Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I'll uh, we'll start verse number 16. Matthew 28:16. Remember, these are two verses that we want to rehearse every time we come. Matthew 28 and also Luke 10:19. Uh, in more particular, Matthew 28, uh, Matthew 28:18, and Luke 10:19. All right, we want to rehearse these as we talk about uh, authority, really authority and power. But right now we're in the authority portion. All right, Matthew 28, just for context, I'll read, I'll start here, verse number 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, uh, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some what? Some doubted. Verse 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying what? All All power is given unto me, in heaven and where? All right, that's very important. Jesus said what? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, you say that. Ready? Read that. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. One more time, loudly. Ready? Do it. All right, as a result of that, he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Go to Luke, Luke, Luke 10, Luke 10, and we're going to, we just go right now, we're just going to read verse 19 because we're going to do a lot of work here today. Luke 10, verse 19 says, you you want to read it with me? Are y'all ready? Let's read it. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time, for this moment, for this opportunity that you've given us to glean from your word. We do ask that the Holy Spirit would teach us and and guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, I ask that you would open up our hearts, that we'd be receptive to the word of God today, open up our mind that we could comprehend your word today, that we can understand it But not just receive it, Lord, but also uh, having heard it, we want to receive it and apply that word and then see results from that word in our lives. Father, I pray that we would have that connection in all those elements, that the word of God would come alive in us and that we would see the fruit of it in our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, in advance. Let every heart say amen. 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 Well, uh, last time we were looking at um, Luke 19, and we're going to do just a little bit of more work, just a little bit of work here in 19, and then we're going to go even further. Now, it is my desire, of course, to bring you the Word of God in such a way that you can hear it and also understand it. Now, it is, I don't want to hang from chandeliers today, but if I do, then it's a miracle, especially considering there's no, there are no chandeliers here right now, but I do desire just to slow down and give you the word. Amen. Amen. So as we started the series, remember some things I asked you to do. One was pray with me during the series. Two, I asked you to get the CDs when available, get the media and hear it again and get it in you. All right. Those are the two main things there come with the hunger for the word of God. All right. So now we're on part four of that. So I pray that you've been faithful in doing that. Amen. All right. Now, let me tell you one reason that before we get into this, one reason we're in this series is because the body of Christ for so long has not operated in authority. And just to show you a picture of that, of, what, of how that looks like. Remember when the Lord Jesus was uh, in the ship and he was asleep, right? And the disciples were on deck and uh, the, they were in the middle of a storm, right? In the middle of a storm and the, wave were just, the waves were crashing against the ship and they were afraid and they went to the Lord Jesus and said, you know, woke him up and say, don't you care if we perish? Remember that? We may get to it sometime. But Jesus got up, of course, and he rebuked the the wind, and he said, peace be to the sea. And then he told the disciples, uh, or he asked them, where is your faith? You know, or where did you doubt? You know, that does not have the feeling of that um, that you boys were, I understand you woke me up because you were powerless. It doesn't feel that way. It seems as though they could have done something about it. When they woke him up, he said, where did you doubt? Where is your faith? What happened? Why'd you get me up? Anybody hate getting wake up out of a sleep sometimes? You don't want anybody to wake you up? Couple of people. Why'd you get me up? You could have handled this. Why'd you get me up? You could have fixed yourself some toast. You could have fixed yourself some cereal. There's the bowl, there's the box, put it in there. Why are you getting me up? You could have handled this. I know some mamas are saying, praise the Lord, right about that. But for people like me that burn water, we uh, we need y'all. Well, praise Jesus, okay. But so Jesus gets up. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? You could have handled this. So what we see here is a picture of a church that is being tossed to and fro by the enemy because they have not taken authority over the situation. You could have handled this, but instead you're tossed to and fro, tossed to and fro, and, you're going to, and we're trying desperately to seek the Lord so that he will stop it. When he gets up and says, you could have handled this, why didn't you handle it? Are you understanding? Amen. So this is one reason why we're in authority because in this series, because there are so many that are being tossed to and fro by the adversary. The Bible does not say that the devil does not have power. As a matter of fact, we just read that he does have power, but Jesus has given you authority over his power. Amen. You understanding? Let's go back into 19 and then hopefully we'll get more places today. If you're hungry, if you come hungry, there's a full buffet ahead of you. Okay? How many of you want it today? All right. Then I need you to pull with me, okay? I need you to pull. Luke 10, 19 says this, Behold, I give unto you what power to tread on serpents and scorpions. We looked at that last week, right? Now we're going to go a little bit deeper. The word power here and um, in the Greek, you'll find there are, two, there are two words power here, right? There are two power words uh, in verse 19. It says again, and you can underline this. Behold, what I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, these are two different Greek words, two different Greek words. Now, here's the importance of going back into the text. Now, a lot of people, oh, i tell you, boy, don't want to go back into the text, but in order to really unwrap it and really find out what God is saying, sometimes you got to do a little bit more research. you got to pray and seek the face of God, read the verse again, meditate on it again, and pray, seek the face of God, research it, meditate it again, and, and you'll find you'll, the Lord will open up a lot of things. Okay? Now, there are two words here that the Bible uses for power. One is called exousia and the other one is dunamis. Okay. Exousia. I wrote it for you. Exousia and dunamis. Okay. The word exousia in its simple form, simplest form means the power of authority. Okay. Now remember the first part, behold, I given to you power. The word power there is exousia. Say exousia. Come on, say exousia. Exousia. He said, so in essence, he's saying, behold, I give unto you exousia. Now the word, uh, notice what it says. He said, behold, I give, I give, I give. The word give means to bestow. It means to grant or to give you some type of, of privilege, to put something on you. Okay? I'm putting something on you. I'm releasing something from me to you. Now, I want you to see this. Use your Holy Ghost imagination. The Lord said, behold, I give to you. I grant you. I bestow upon you exousia. Okay? Now, exousia means the power of authority. The power of authority. Uh, influence. Uh, the right or privilege. It means also this. The power, the power of rule or government. And I love this, hear me. Exousia means the power of of him whose will and command must be submitted to by others and obeyed. Jesus said, I give unto you exousia. In other words, I am bestowing upon you the right to command things and that those things must obey you. You understand? He's not just talking about I'm giving you some lightning or electricity. He said, I'm giving you the ability. I'm giving you the authority to say something. And that thing that you say to must obey you. Okay? Because you're saying it with the backing of heaven. With the backing of God. He said, I'm giving you that power. I'm giving you, I'm granting to you that power, that authority, the right or the privilege to say something to a thing and that it must obey you. Does that make sense to you? Now we need to meditate on that. You really need to get that in you. Because actually when Jesus, as he walked upon the earth, he did not walk, or rather, he didn't do ministry or perform ministry as the son, as, as, rather as God, we, as God, but he did ministry as man, as a spirit-filled man. We can say that the Bible says that he is our elder brother. He has gone on before us. Or we can also say he was the prototype, if you will, of those that would follow behind him. He walked before us demonstrating, demonstrating how we would do things after his departure. Everywhere he went, and we'll, as a matter of fact, let's go to Luke uh, 8. Go to Luke the 8th chapter. Let me show you a little bit about this. Then we have to get back to um, Luke 10. I want you to see something. Luke 8, verse number 1. Are you there? Now, remember, this is one reason why Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also because I go into my father. He wants us, his body, to do the same works. We have to grow and mature, grow and mature in wisdom and understanding of that so that we can walk in it because you cannot walk into something that you don't understand Let me say it again. You cannot walk into something or walk in something that you don't understand, even though it is given to you. If you don't understand it or if you can't grasp the concept of it, you can't utilize it. Do you understand that? Look at Luke eight verse one. It says, and it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village. This is Jesus doing what? Two things. What? Preaching and what? showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, not just in words, but he went showing them as well, preaching and showing the kingdom of God. And what happened? And the 12 were with him. Now that's extremely important because where Jesus was preaching and showing the 12 saw it. They said, Oh, that's how you do it. Boys, this is how you cast the demon out. Oh, that's how you do it. Okay, well, we're going to do that. Lord, we couldn't cast it out. Why can we cast it out? Well, that type, boys, only comes out by prayer and by fasting. This is how you handle a storm, boys. You get up and you take authority over it. Oh, wow, this is how you do it, Lord? Really? Really? Yes, yes. And this, he went about, remember, the disciples were learned ones. They were students. That's right. That's right. Right? So he led by example. So he's saying, the works that I do shall you do also he's setting the example, he is setting the pattern. He, if he did the work, if he walked this work like God, we couldn't follow. But because he walked this walk like a spirit-filled man, we can follow. Amen. If he walked this walk as God, then he could not be tempted, because God cannot be tempted. Amen. But he walked this walk, uh, he made himself subject like unto a man so that he could be tempted so that he could show us how to endure and overcome temptation. Does that make sense to you? So one thing we ought to do in this life is strive to be like Christ. Remember we are called Christians, Christ like. So if Jesus was If he he went around whining and complaining, hey, let's whine and complain too. But if he went around crushing his adversary time after time after time, then you also need to go around crushing your adversaries time after time after time. I can't find any place in scripture where Jesus complained about the devil. But so often we complain about the devil. Oh, this! I wish this wind would stop picking this boat up. I'm getting seasick. Oh, I wish this storm would stop. Oh, I wish this storm would stop. Oh, I wish it would stop. Get Jesus up! You could have made your own cereal, boys. Why you? Why you wake me up? There's a the box. There's the milk. I've given it to you. Make your own cereal. In other words, you could have been out of this a long time ago had you used the authority. All right, so let's go back to nine right quick. I want to show you, rather go back go over the 10. Now, man, that's so much. Father, I pray you're leading in Jesus' mighty name. So he said, behold, I give unto you power. The word, the Greek word there for power in this context is what? Exousia. Exousia. He's giving you the right, the privilege. He's bestowing upon you. You who? Not the drink. You, the disciple. Some of you got it, I know it. You that are a follower, you that are a learned one, you that are actively trying to pattern your life after Christ, you that are hearing his word, attentive unto his word, and want to pattern your life after what he said, you is the who that he's referring to. You are the disciple that he's referring to. Now, listen, now, not all churchgoers are disciples. Not all believers for that matter are disciples. You don't become a disciple by default. Being a disciple is a choice. Amen. You can choose to come to church and not hear things said. You can choose to not pick up your Bible. Only when you come to church, you can choose to only pray when you get in the jam or when it's time to eat some jam on the bread and say your grace. You can choose that lifestyle if you want to choose it. You can choose a lifestyle of laziness and still inherit heaven, the heaven, because heaven is a gift to you for believing in God, for believing in Christ Jesus. God gives you entrance into heaven just because you believe in Jesus and you confess him as Lord. Do you understand that? But not everybody that believes is a disciple, Amen. and they don't want to be either. Exactly. If you press them to pray, they look at you like you're crazy. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Amen. We'll get back to here. Amen. But understand something now. I may mention this before. I want to make make it clear? The Bible talks about the bride of Christ. Now, all of the church is not the bride. But the bride comes out of the church. Because the Bible says the bride of Christ has made herself ready. She has made herself ready. That is actively participating. Made herself ready. Has made a decision to eat the flesh of the lamb. That is his word. Made a decision to exercise repentance through the blood of Jesus and to walk in holiness before him. This is an active choice. Now, again, you can be a Christian, you can be a believer, and still not walk in power and authority. Now, that's not God, but that would be your choice as a believer. I choose to be a disciple. You understand? Three types of people in the church building, one that comes in looking around, wondering what's going on, someone else that's there, they are, in fact, believers, but are passive. Passive. Then there are others that are red hot and on fire for God. I want to be like Christ. I want to see his word manifest in my life. You get to choose that. You are not a disciple by default. You understand? Now, you may be rolled in, enrolled in class, but you don't get an A by default. Are you hearing? Or oh, you won't end the class, come out of class with an A by default. Y'all look at me strange. <laughs> Behold, I give unto you what? Power. What's the Greek word here? Exousia. Exousia means the, um, the right or privilege that Christ has given unto you to command a thing, and the thing that you are commanding will bow, bend to your will. you understanding? Amen. Now, we have authority. The authority that we possess is in the name of Jesus. We possess authority through his name. Spirits are subject unto us because of his name. Look at verse 17. When the disciples came back, the 70 came back, and the, verse 17 says, this is Luke 10, 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, what? Even the devils are subject unto us. How? Through thy name. Through your name. We have authority through the name of Jesus. Please don't go into some haunted house, a scary house somewhere where somebody's, oh, pastor, their demons over there. People's heads are spinning around and green stuff is flowing out of their mouth. Please don't go in there and say, I cast you out in the name of Chuck. Or in my name, I can maybe get out of here in my name. No, no, no. You've got to have the power that's resident in the name of Jesus. Are you understanding? All right. Two Greek words here. I guess this is the only thing we'll get to today. All right. Behold, I give to you power that is exousia to tread on serpents and scorpions. We talked about that last week, serpents and scorpions. So we won't go back over that again. Then he says, and over all, say all. All All includes everything, excludes nothing. All the bunch. Are you hearing me? So he's saying here, behold, I give to you power. We have the category serpents and scorpions. And the Lord says, behold, I give to you power over all the power of the enemy. Now, this word power here is not exousia. You hearing me? So the Lord is not saying in this context, I'm giving you power over the authority of the enemy. He's saying I'm giving you power over the dunamis of the enemy. Now here's your next Greek word here. That's, that's the second power in verse 19. Behold, I give you power. I give you exousia over all the dunamis of the enemy. Now dunamis... Somebody asked, what does dunamis mean? Thank you very much for asking that question, brother. Dunamis means strength. Usually, uh, it can talk about physical strength or physical ability. It can also mean uh, miracles or, or some type of, of uh, supernatural work. Dunamis means the power, like I said, it means the power to um, perform miracles. It means strength. It means uh, ability, like I said, especially uh, physical ability. It means might. It means strength. You can see Dunamis in operation uh, when there's a parade of soldiers going by, and they, the military does what's called a pass and review. Pass and review! The tanks drive by, and the people, the men on the horse drive by, and, they, and the machine gun people drive, walk by, and the soldiers, they you know, all, you know this, you, know, you see them in the line going by, that's pass review. They're showing their military might. It's like an enemy showing his teeth. Don't mess with my country, you see all my stuff happening here, pass and review. And you salute them as they go by. Are you understanding? Yes. Military might, power, power. Jesus said, I give you exousia over the strength, power, or ability of the enemy. Over his strength. Now, what does that mean? He gives us, so we can say, let's say this for a second. Um, I'll say ability ability to command, all right, Uh, authority, T-H-O-R-I-T-Y, as we talk about exousia, here we're talking about uh, strength, Uh, yes, praise the Lord, strength, Um, praise the Lord, physical strength, okay, or ability, all right. All right, so the the wrestling match is not strength against strength. Jesus did not say, I give you dunamis over the enemy's dunamis. If that were so, then we'd be in a wrestling wrestling match to see who's stronger. Uh, I need somebody to demonstrate with me. Come on. I need a man. Come on. All right, come on up, Pastor Jason. Come on up. He's going to help me. Illustrate this point. Come on, strong man, stand on that side over there. All right, put one arm up here, brother. Now we ain't do this for real, but you don't understand. For years we have thought that this was it. Let me see how much he can win. Against. Uh, 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 or, or this way. Uh, 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 uh. And this is what we go back and forth. We go back and forth. We go back and forth, right? Trying to fight the enemy's strength against strength. Mm, mm. This week you win. Next week you don't. This week you win. Next week you don't. Up and down. Up and down. Up and down. And we think we're really good if we can hold him for a while. Uh, I'm keeping the devil back. Uh, I'm keeping the devil back. I'm uh, wanting uh, I'm wondering. Like, This is not it. Are you hearing me? Where is the battle? Stay right here. See, the enemy wants to keep you right here, and you're fighting with your strength, your strength, your will against his. But Jesus didn't say, I give you dunamis over his dunamis. He said, I give you exousia, the right to command. So the enemy's here. Now, you're not enemy. He's past Jason, okay? (laughs) But he's just playing. He's an actor playing the enemy today. All right? So. He's right here trying to get me into that. Uh-oh, you stay right there. He's trying to get me into that match with him. But most Christians, here again, most Christians engage. Oh, the devil's in my car. I'm going to beat the devil up. Oh, God, get the devil off of me. This is the match, right? Back and forth. But Jesus said, I didn't call you to that. I didn't call you muscle against muscle. I called you to stand back and say, Stop. I speak to you. Give this man a hand. Eh? Did you get that? He said, I give you exousia, the ability to command, and the thing that you are commanding must bow, must bend, must submit. Amen. Amen. So you can either, here's another picture of the church. In another storm, toiling and rowing, fighting against it, fighting against it. Jesus, they go to the other side, but they're there in the boat, fighting against it. Muscle against muscle, might against might, strength against strength. I'm going to fight. I'm going to make the other side, devil. You're not going to keep me back. Oh, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. But anybody get? does anybody ever get the idea just to get up and say, I rebuke you when I take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that you cease and this." Des- Assist. Remember, Jesus didn't command us to, he didn't say to us, wrestle against the mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. Talk to it, not wrestle against it. Now, the Bible does say we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's the, the physical power of that is me against you. Me, you. me against you. I mean, we're fighting against each other and all this. He said, no, that's not the battle. There's a, a hidden enemy that's behind that person. But the wrestling match, the fight, is what principalities empowers. What's the fight? The fight not to get right back here again. Because it's not a physical match. It's a commanding match. And the enemy wants you to see he wants to drag you into the flesh. He wants to drag you into your own dunamis because you do have dunamis. And I'll show you that shortly. You do have strength, supernatural strength, power, and ability. You do have that. But he wants to drag you into that battle when that is not what that is for. Are oh, you hearing? Amen. Somebody say, I got, that. I got that. So he says, behold, I give unto to you. Power, and that first word, power, is what? Exousia. Exousia to tread, that is to crush, to crush, go about crushing the enemy in your journey, to crush uh, on uh, serpents and and scorpions and over all the dunamis, everything the devil can think he can do, right? Now, the enemy locks down people by strength. Remember, the Lord gave uh, an example about uh, demonic possession, and he says... um, you know, that a strong man holds a house unless someone that's stronger comes in and and spoils it, right? A stronger man comes in. Strong man. What strong? Strength. Wrestling match. The enemy holds that person not by exousia, not by authority, but by strength. Does that make sense to you? The devil does not have the authority to hold you. He does not have the authority to hold you. Let me say that one more time. The enemy, Satan, Lucifer, devils, demons, fallen angels, do not have the authority to hold you. 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 Do not have the authority to hold you. They cannot hold you by exousia. Now, how do I know that? Let me show you another one. Go back to Matthew 28. You can hold your finger here still in Luke. But go back to Matthew 28. This is one thing, another thing that Jesus accomplished for us by his, by his death, burial, and resurrection. Say, he did this for me. He did it for me. Say it again. He did this for me. He did for me. All right. So again, we know that this, this life that we're in right now is not a battle of dunamis versus dunamis. Strength versus strength. Muscle versus Muscle. That's what the enemy wants to pull you into. He's trying to break your will. And if that's happening, if you say, oh, I feel so weak, I can't make it. That's because you're in that match. You're arm wrestling. You're arm. I'm not. uh, Come out. Stop. Stop. I'm not exerting so much. I'm just speaking. That's right. That's right. And so here comes the title of the message. Look who's talking now. I've got a voice now. I'm coming away from the arm wrestling table and I'm beginning to speak now. That's right. That's right. So the enemy wants to draw you into a wrestling match, into an arm wrestling match because he does not want you to speak. He'll put up some of those fake Hollywood scenes. You know, when those uh, have you seen the movies where they have those fake towns and, you know, the fronts up there, you look behind, it's just a couple of sticks holding it up. Now, his power has been destroyed. He no longer has exusia over you. He's just trying to keep up a front, hoping that you would stop speaking. Amen. Amen. Now, look at this. Matthew 28, 18. We just read a moment ago, right? Yep. Jesus said uh, here in um, verse 18, he says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all what? Power. All what? all what? All what? All power. You want to guess what power this is? That's right. It is exousia. All exousia. Jesus said all of it, not one, not two, but all of exousia, all of the authority to command things and it falls to my will it bends to my will remember the lord said the scripture says at the name of jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess that he is lord he said all exousia is mine shoo you understand that all of the exousia is mine then he gets specific where is this exousia given oh Exusure or all power is given unto me where in heaven. That means things in heaven must bow. That's great. Oh, wonderful, Lord. Woo, I'm glad the angels and I'm glad, ooh, yes, I'm glad the angels and the, the elders and ooh, the great cloud of witnesses. Ooh, I'm glad they're bowing before you. Ooh, that's wonderful. But what about me down here, Jesus? I'm still on my boat, Jesus. Help me, Lord. He didn't leave that out, did he? He said, all power, that is all exousia, say all exousia, exousia. is given unto me in in heaven heaven. and And in earth, right where you live. So, if the enemy thought he had power over you, thought he had the ability to command your life, Jesus said, No, he did. I took it out of his, I took it out. I have it. I took it back. I robbed the enemy of it. I took it. Yeah. He has now the enemy again has no right, has no privilege to command you. He has no right, no privilege to command, curse, or bring any type of devilment on your life. He has no right. He's simply holding up a front, hoping to keep you in an arm wrestling match and hoping that you won't go to church and hear that the rest, that this match is not in strength. That's not by power, nor by, and not by strength, nor by power, but by the spirit of God, because we speak by the spirit. Are you understanding? Not by might, nor by power, but by spirit, by, by my, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So here again, Jesus has all exousia. He has all authority. All of it. So as we go about, we are backed up by all. Amen? Amen. Now here again, an enemy holds a house, holds a person, can hold a situation, can hold a mess in your life only by dunamis. Only by his strength. And all he wants to do is he's trying to show you his fangs. Sss. Or like a dog. Rrr, don't come over here. Rrr, rrr. And it is the, it is the, or like a lion is roar. He's trying to scare you. Flexing his muscles. Don't come over here. Woo, I'm going to put some on you. Woo. I'm gonna put some on you. Don't you, don't you come over here? Oh, I'm gonna get you. You don't want none of this, boy. I'm telling you. Woo! you don't want none of this. You don't want. You don't come over here. Don't come. So he's trying to constantly trying to punk you, if you will. Ah, you don't want none of this. Ah, ah. He's trying to. You understand? Amen. So he's trying to put up a false front, trying to get you into a wrestling match, of physical strength or an endurance of your will. He does not want you to begin to speak to him, to begin to command. Because remember, the power to command is given to the disciples. Now, if you are a believer or a churchgoer, Christian, that is not a disciple, then you better just stay where you are. Buy a lot of Band-Aids. You can get knocked around quite a bit. Quite a bit, I'm sorry, quite a bit. The power's there, but you're too lazy to use it. Too lazy to get, okay, yeah, not y'all. They're too too lazy to use it. You understand? Or don't wanna invest the time to meditate on the word of God, to hear it, believe it, and walk in it. Hallelujah? What we're speaking about today is what you must walk in. It is great to hear it, woo! Thank you, Jesus. My pastor talked on it today. It was a good message. It was so good. But will you go back and meditate in the word of God and assert your rights? Your privileges as a child of the most high God, as sons of God. Remember, not talking about gender, but talking about position in God. One's having authority through Christ. Let me show you one more thing that we're going to close out today. Oh, this is wonderful, isn't it? Let me show you the ranking. Can I show you the ranking of authority? There is a ranking of authority. So we see here in Luke 10, go back to Luke 10 once again. And I think we'll close out with this. There's so much more I can show you today. My God, there's so much more. I want you to see this. Luke 10 verse 1. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed, say appointed. Appointed Appointed means commissioned, okay? Commissioned or commanded. He appointed other 70 also, disciples. Of course, we know the Lord had more than just 12 disciples, okay? He commissioned them. He appointed them and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whether he himself would come. So we see here, and if we flip over to 17, uh, 18, 19, this is a testimony. Verse 17 says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject. In other words, the devils have to bow to our will through thy name. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Say lower level. lower level. This is a lower level disciple. There are three levels of discipleship. Three levels. Uh, I'll say, I'm going to call it ranking. Three levels or three ranking levels. One, it is a 70. They have, the Lord's given them uh, exousia, or we can say authority, right? E H O All right, praise the Lord. He got lost. He's giving them authority. Okay, all Bornean believers have authority. Just the choice of whether or not you want to meditate on it and use it or not. Are you hearing me? They come back with the with the story. Hey, the devils are subject unto us through your name. Wow, Lord. Next level. Now, these, of course, these disciples were burned off there in in, and John, the sixth chapter, when Jesus talked about eating his flesh and drinking his blood that deeper level of commitment. They didn't want that, so they walked away. A lower level disciple. Then, of course, a little bit higher, we have the 12. Now, I want to show you something. So the 70 were given what? Authority, the 70 were given authority, right? Or exousia. Now, let me show you um, uh, the disciples. Let's go over one chapter, Luke 9. Go to Luke 9. Luke 9. I want you to see the difference here. You ready? We're almost done. Are y'all still with me today? Luke 9 says, verse number 1, then he called his what? Then he called his what? 12 disciples. Luke 10 talks about how many disciples? No, no. Luke 10 talks about how many? The 70. Luke 9 starts off with how many disciples? Twelve. All right. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. To the 12 he gives. Now, does anybody want to guess what he's talking about here about power and authority? You're right. He's talking about exousia and dunamis. You're closer to me. I'm not going to give you exousia. I'm not going to give give you the right to command it, but I'm going to give you the power and the strength to make them obey if they even think that they're not going to obey you. I'm going to also enable you with supernatural power, with the power of the Spirit. Now, in Acts, the first chapter, the Lord Jesus told them, he said, I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you be endued uh, with power by the Holy Spirit. This power, that this is God's power, God's strength. Jesus said uh, to them, you know, some of you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power. At the right hand, this is uh, dunamis, God's right hand of ultimate power, ultimate flex, ultimate might. You understand? Amen. Yes, the enemy does have power. It's kind of like that little ant right there compared to you. It really is even less than that in comparison. It's really like a microorganism compared to the size of the planet. But it's really not even that. Do You understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, I'm sitting at the right hand of dunamis. Full power. Can't get any more. So he says to the twelve, "I give you both exousia and dunamis." To the seventy, you get you get, uh, exousia. To the twelve, you get exousia and dunamis. You get both authority and strength. Okay, so I'm going to say here, x and x and die, dunamis. You can see the word dynamite there too. Dynamite. Explosive power. Are you, are you hearing me? Yes. Last, the last division from the 70 to the 12 to the three. Three. Three disciples from the 12 walk with Jesus many places. What were their names? Peter, James, and John. The third dimension here, or third ranking, is to walk. Walk in or with the glory. Walk in or with the glory. Hear this. Because Peter, James, and John were given the opportunity apart from the others to see Jesus raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. He told the others, stay out here. You three, come with me. Peter, James, and John were given the ability to, or given the right to follow Jesus up into the mountain, what we call transfiguration, to see Jesus reveal his glory, turn up his glory. And the glory cloud surrounded them and God talked to them out of the cloud. Peter, James, and John. And it's Peter, James, and John that was given the, the honor the honor of the Lord telling them, watch and pray as he goes into the garden and prays. The others, he told the disciples that all of them came with him, but then at a the certain point, he told, them he told nine, y'all stay here. Or eight, maybe Judas is already gone, he told them to stay here. Peter, James, John, y'all come with me. I'm going over here to pray. I want y'all, Peter, James, John. To pray with me as I go through this. Deeper level of commitment. You understand that? Three rankings. Everybody can have the seventy. You're born again believer. You have Jesus. You understand His name. You want to exert your right. It will bow to you. If that's all you want, praise the Lord. If you want a deeper level of commitment and you want to walk as a disciple, the Lord Jesus said, hey, I'll give you not only authority, but I'll give you power, the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to go even deeper? Come on and walk with me in the glory. Okay, Because you'll understand that even as Peter, James John, Peter as he walked in the glory, he got to the point, you see this in the book of Acts, where he didn't have to lay hands on people. He just simply walked down the street and his shadow, shadow got on them and they were healed. That's walking in the glory. You don't have to lay hands, you don't have to speak. You're just there. And what's in you shines so brightly that it changes the environment around you. Now, you get to decide where you want to be. You get to decide where you want to be with him. Hallelujah. Yeah, you get to decide that. You get to decide that. You say, Lord, I want to be, I want to walk with you in glory. I want to walk with you in glory. Well, then you cannot get there by might. You're going to have to get there, first of all, through prayer, asking him, command me to come, Lord. Command me to come to you. Command me to come. And he'll say, come, and you do the impossible. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop there today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.